Alles is breed aan de aan de privilege. Speak God's word. He's a mighty God. Amen. I'd like to speak to you this morning about God-centered prayer. God-centered prayer. I truly believe that God answers prayer. In James 5, 14, 16, the Lord clearly tells us that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now you and I, folks, are righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Are we righteous in our own strength? Of course not. But when we just pray, God will not answer prayer. Why is that right? Because God will only answer the prayer of faith. So whatever you ask for, and it's in line with Him, and we believe He can, then He will do it. The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus says in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This is a God-centered prayer. See, God is in full control. Jesus taught the disciples to pray like this. But notice that the prayer starts off worshipping God and honoring God. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. It starts off with the Lord and finishes with the Lord. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, our prayers God-centered or are they self-centered? I want to say to you in my own case my biggest enemy is Roger Gannon. Not the devil. See, the devil had his neck broken at the cross of Calvary. He tried to kill Jesus by putting him on the cross. But on the third day, Jesus arose from the dead. The devil is a defeated foe. But what he can do is tell lies. He's the father of all lies. Isn't he? He's the deceiver of the brethren. Now those things he can do, will do, is do. Make no mistake, he can kill you with these lies. If you believe the lies of the devil, he can destroy you. But he can't touch you physically. I say it again without reservation, our biggest enemy is self. Self-centeredness, self-opinionated, self-righteous is deadly man. And there's no future in it. The very center of pride and sin is I. Sorry. Jesus taught his disciples a prayer. 
that is God-centered. And when we take our eyes off ourselves and focus on Jesus, suddenly our circumstances change. The sun starts shining again in our heart, in our lives. There is hope, there is forgiveness, there is joy, there is peace. His peace, which passes all understanding. He is the Prince of Peace. Let's keep our eyes fixed on him. Especially in these days in which we are living, when we see the political situation fragmenting all over the world. We see monetary values going ballistic. Countries virtually going bankrupt overnight. Immorality is so blatant. It's almost like people are sticking their tongues out at God and saying, what are you going to do about it? The times are getting worse. We've seen storms, hurricanes, and floods, devastating floods. We have seen sickness, disease, and death on an unprecedented scale with this COVID pandemic. Linda and I have been so encouraged during these troubled times by reading Psalm 91. And we encourage you all to read Psalm 91 and keep reading it. Yes. This pandemic has come to pass, but it's not come to stay. People are scared. They're frightened. And they're suffering. Hopelessness is rife. And they say, what hope do we have? Well, I tell you what hope. Our hope as children of God is to keep focus on Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be added unto us. Matthew 6, 33. See, when you look through the eyes of God, all things are possible. Mm. Friends, Bible says we have to walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Why? Because when we walk by sight, we become self-centered. What's in it for me? What do I get out of it? Can't manage it. Task is too big for me. I can't do this, I can't do that. We catch this. The task is too big for us. And we can't manage. And we can't do it. And neither can I. But in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, we can do all the things. Amen. Philippians 4.13. See the word of God again. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God, you are God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. There we have it. I tell you, it's a revelation when we start using God-centered prayers. When we start seeing the situation through God's eyes, there's nothing too difficult for us then. Those mountains, the problems we face, they become mere molehills in our lives. Let us believe that God delights in taking nobodies and making them into somebodies. Now isn't that amazing? This God who created the universe, this God 
who made cripples walk, this God who made blind eyes see, this God who unblocked deaf ears, this God who raised the dead to life and still does these things, this God is absolutely amazing. This God of ours is awesome. Well, God, He took a rough diamond like me in 1995 and He cleaned me up. And He told me something then and it shook me with you. This is what He said. Roger, I love you. I went to the cross for you. I suffered for you. I bled for you. I died. But you might live. I've never forgotten. Amen. Amen. Listen, this God I'm talking about here, he took a shepherd boy and made him into the greatest king Israel had ever seen. And then Jesus showed up, Douglas. <laughs> he took a prince of Egypt who ran away for killing a slave driver. He hid in the desert for 40 years looking after his father-in-law's sheep. He used that same man to deliver his people, mm -hmm. the nation of Israel, out of bondage from the Egyptians. Forty years in the wilderness. God uses nobodies. He uses men and women that have fallen. He used a man by the name of Peter, who, by the way, denied him three times. He still used that same man to head up the church. There's hope for you and I. <laughs> but in every situation you will notice that all those men started using God-centered prayer. And not self-centered prayer. Unless you die to self, Jesus says, you cannot be my disciples. I believe that God turned Paul himself from self-centeredness into God-centeredness. And that's what God wants to do for us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And right at the end of this prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Friends, I want to say to you, if we can deal with self, then God can and will use us. We are the biggest stumbling block to this. Remember, your biggest enemy is not your next door neighbor. It's not your competitor in business. It's not the other personal personnel in your office. It's not even the person you can't get on with. It's yourself. It's yourself. My biggest enemy, as I said, is Roger Gammon. You get in this? So die to self. Live for God. And that's exactly what these saints did and prayed God's center prayer. And things happened big time. But some people when they pray, some of their prayers can be gimme, gimme, gimme prayers. It's like an other song. <laughs> my own have been the worst. Some of my own have been the worst. Man is like a grocery list. I want this, I want that, take this away, take that away. Do this, do that. See, folks, all God wants is fellowship with you and me. All He wants is to love Him first and foremost. 
all he wants. Take the word, forgive me Jesus. That is a God-centered prayer. Lord, I don't care what you want me to do, but just use me. Just use me. When you pray God-centered prayers, you will find Jesus really is our true friend who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Not even through our toughest trials or our darkest hours. And we've all had them. We've all had them. He's a true friend who sticks closer than any brother. He's our forever friend and a friend forever. He's a friend of sinners. That's who he is. We're never hopeless or helpless with God at our side. Trials may seem uncomfortable, but when we rely on Jesus who promised, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 28, 20. We will be filled with an inner peace and our forever friend himself will hand us the solution. He will. I know. Don't worry about the question. He is the answer. I believe that God has a special task for us. Don't feel that you are worthless. Jeremiah 1 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. He has great plans for you. Talk to him. Have intimacy with him. And find out how important you really are in his eyes. He loves you and he will guide you if you just let him. When our prayers are God-centered prayers, then God uses us. It gives us fulfillment. Why? Because our purpose is purely and solely on him and not on ourselves. But we really need to pray for our government, especially in times where we are now. We need to pray for our leadership also. We need to pray for the people we don't like. Those not nice to us. We don't have to like them. But hey, we need to pray for them. We also need to pray for our enemies. That's right. We need to pray for the ones that hold us back. We need to pray for the terrorists of this world. For the evil people in the world. Oh yes. Oh Lord, you say and pray for them as well. That's hard. Yes, it's very hard. But you know, what the Lord says, if you don't pray for them, or you don't forgive them, then I won't forgive you. Matthew 6, 14, 15. Now, I suppose that some Christians in the world, people in the world, hear in this, and they might say, but we have our rights. I would say to them, they have no rights. Because when they gave their lives to Jesus Christ, they died to self, didn't they? Didn't they? See, we were all bought and paid for at the cross of Calvary. It's a high calling to give yourself fully to Christ. It is costly. See, when the old pride kicks in, we say, why should I have to forgive that person that hurt me? I didn't do anything to them. It's all my fault. It's their fault. 
It's not fair. It's not the point. We can be in a situation when we feel that we're in the right. But this is self-centeredness. It's not God centeredness. Forgiveness is God-centeredness. This is why that in our rightness we can be so, so wrong. Then we don't forgive and forget as Jesus did. Now God has shown me this on quite a few occasions over the years. And only just recently that in my rightness I was so wrong in the Father's eyes. Thank you again, Lord, for your correction. Very easy to forgive somebody when you die to sin. It's God's way, see. And when we are continually putting ourselves on a pedestal, it's very difficult. We do things our way. Never mind Frank Sinatra. We know he did it his way. No, friends, we do it Yahweh. Or not at all. We've got to put our trust in God. We have to have our focus solely on God. See, when we start to work for God, and have reverence for God, and start to fear God, then the fear of man disappears. That's exactly how it is. Now please don't take this the wrong way. But I'm not concerned about man's opinion about me anymore. Only what God thinks. God's opinion about me. So when God tells me to walk on water, I'll walk on the water. What happens if you sink? It don't matter. God will sort it out. He's our personal lifeguard. Believe this. Now whatever is happening in your life right now, and you don't understand it, take a deep breath and say, God, I know it's you have. Just help me through it. I know you can, God, because you can do anything. Do you know it's the fear of man's opinion that makes us go into self-centered mood. The acronym of fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. You don't want to let people down. You don't want to appear as a failure. We want to be accepted by our friends. Even what, if what they are doing is wrong. It comes around again to self-centeredness. What do people think about us? Never mind what people think about you. It's what God thinks about you. What standards can we live our lives by? By the Word of God. The only way is by His Holy Book. This book will tell you what to do and what not to do. When to do it and when not to do it. You know, 90% of our problems we have are directly due to self-centeredness. God warns of us, but still we do it. Does God forgive? Of course he does, if we truly repent. I want to encourage you all to start to pray God-centered prayers. Then God will give you a perspective of this world, and your vision will grow. And then you will have a reason to get up in the morning. You will have a reason to discipline yourself, to get yourself physically, mentally and spiritually fit. Now you have a job to do that is so big 
But if God doesn't do it, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Those are the challenges that God likes. Because they won't. God gets all the glory, right? It's amazing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I have a lot of respect for John the Baptist. He had no fear at all of men. In fact, the authorities of the day used to fear him. Herod, that old fox, had respect for John. Oh yes, but he also feared him. Why? I tell you why. Because he knew that John the Baptist walked with God. Even the devil himself knows who's walking with God. And who's not walking with God. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so Jesus can increase. When you put yourself down, God lifts you up. Jesus said, if you will lift me up, I will draw all men unto me. Then you will find you don't have to try so hard no more. You don't have to keep making the effort. Let God do it. Get these spanners off the situation. And let the master mechanic do his work. Did you know God uses love letters? It's true. God's love letters to us in this situation is LG, LG. Let go. Let God. Let him do it. God is no respecter of persons. He will use you wherever you are. You might not have the, a good education. <coughs> you may not be the most cleverest person. You may not be the most good looking. It's got nothing to do with it. But it's got everything to do with priorities. If you put God first, then all the other things will fall into place. And I'm coming to a close here. Our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And right at the end, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If you focus on yourself, you're going to get really disheartened, disconcerted, disappointed, and downcast. I know. I've been there. I've seen a film and I've got quite a few teachers. Let us begin to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, not on ourselves. What about the coming of the Lord for you and me? Could be tomorrow. For me personally, I don't know if it's going to be my last day on earth. Don't bother me. I got my bags packed. I worry about nothing. It's true, didn't they? You? She was very well. I worry about nothing. But catch this. I worry about nothing. But I pray about everything. I pray about everything. Smith Billingsworth was a mighty man of God. Who in the name of Jesus rose over 30 people from the dead. They were dead. They were gone. He said, I never pray more than 30 minutes. But I never go more than 30 minutes without praying. Smith Wigglesworth. I encourage us all to keep walking the road that leads to eternal life. Because it is only on that road that we will have peace, contentment and fulfillment. He will never leave us nor forsake us. The body dies but the spirit never dies. And I am confident of this that he who has begun a good work in us, 
were carried on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. Be encouraged, be blessed, be overcomers, be victors, not victims. How? By praying God-centered prayers. Amen. Amen. Amen.